Well, before we get started, let's go into the to the Lord with prayer here. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity again to open up your word, to look into the scriptures, to see who we are in Christ and and what he's done for us and to appreciate that and to reverence and honor him by living a life that's pleasing unto him, a life of faith, a life of joy and peace, a life filled with love and his uh, forgiveness and his power and might. And we thank you tonight, Lord, that we'll learn of you, that we'll grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we started a little series a couple of Wednesday nights ago, and I'd like to continue that tonight. So this would be the third part. And we're just going to mention, I'm not going to go into a full review because I'll start preaching the whole sermons over again. <laughs> so we're just going to, just going to mention a few things about uh, the first and the second session in case some of you weren't listening or didn't have the opportunity. Um, the, the, uh, title of this series is have good success and God wants us to have good success. And he says in Joshua, and then we'll read this because this is kind of the foundation for the whole teaching. Joshua chapter one, of course, these are the words straight out of the scripture. And it says here, verse eight, Joshua one, eight, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And God wants us to be successful in our lives, not just in the sweet by and by. So, But somebody said, in the rotten here and now. <laughs> in the rotten here and now, he wants us to have good success. And so we can make our way prosperous by putting this word in our mouth, and by meditating day and night and observing what it's telling us to do. And I believe we observe it by seeing what we need to be doing and then just simply acting out what we're seeing God wants us to do. It's such, such a simple pr- a principle that I think we miss it. Uh, but this is the way God wants us to work in his kingdom and for the blessing to operate in our lives. Because he has blessed us. He has blessed us already. Past tense. When Jesus died, when Jesus was buried, when he was resurrected, the blessing was right there for us to receive. And thank God we've received, hopefully you've received Jesus as your Savior and you are blessed because of that. So we, we, uh, studied a little bit about the correlation, the link between wisdom and prosperity. And we talked, uh, pretty much, uh, at length about that and, uh, saw the example even last Wednesday night about Solomon and how he asked for wisdom and uh, God gave him wisdom and then tremendous amount of of wealth and we saw all that it was very interesting to read about all that and then uh, we just introduced the um, the idea of the blessing and how the correlation of blessing and prosperity runs hand in hand and uh, I'm you know I heard brother Hagin say for years he could find healing in every chapter of the Bible. And I have since then thought, you know, I think I can find prosperity in every chapter of the Bible. It just runs this, you know, we, we know about the scarlet thread of redemption. And that in that redemption, that thread, you see healing power. 
you see prosperity. It just runs right all the way through the scripture, the Old Testament. And then, of course, we know Jesus uh, as he came into the earth. He was uh, presenting himself, giving his life so that we could have life and have it more abundantly right here on the earth as we walk this uh this way so we're going to see here uh just a few things about the blessing tonight and if if you know if you think well i don't know a lot about the blessing i really don't even know what that means uh we sometimes we assume people know everything that uh, that we've been taught and we uh Sometimes we need to rewind a little bit and just give some definitions. So uh, it's very easy. The blessing is not just what you say over your food when you're <laughs> before you eat, although I think that's important. And nowadays I think it's even more important because of all the, the food supplies been meddled with. You know? And so uh, I always use that scripture in my heart and mind that if we eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt us. Amen. Because you don't know what they're putting on it or in it or whatever. Uh, I heard something the other day that kind of disturbed me. This chicken place was starting to serve this fake chicken that's not even chicken. It's not even it's manufactured chicken that's made out of something weird, you know. And so anyway, we just pray, <laughs> pray over your food. But that's not uh, the totality. That's just a, a, a small part of the blessing. In fact, the, bl- the word bless means to empower. It's very powerful, powerful word. It means to empower, to prosper and to succeed. Now, that's what we're talking about is success. Have good success. And so the word bless means to empower you to prosper and to succeed. Now, many times, especially I think in our minds and hearts in the United States and maybe other places too, uh, we, we feel like, you know, it's very important to get an education, very important to have experience because these things lend lends themselves to success and of course that's fine I'm not against education I've earned several degrees and I have had a lot of experience in, in doing different kinds of things and I think it all was wonderful however I believe that the blessing of the Lord is more important than any education any experience any training I mean, it, it, it goes way beyond anything that you can obtain or earn in the natural. And I've seen it at work in people's lives that have no education. And I've seen the power of it bring success to those who probably didn't even finish a high school degree. Amen. So this is a very powerful truth from God's word. That I think we need to remind ourselves if we've been taught this before or we need to take hold of it if we've never heard it before. Amen. So we're going to start in Genesis chapter 12. Are you ready for a little bit of scripture here? Okay, good. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from the father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. Now, underline that. Here we go. Uh, first thing he says is, I will bless you. 
And, and, and again, all oh, that sounds so sweet. Thank you. Bless you. God bless you. But we've got to see again the impartation, the impact of that word blessing means I'm going to fill you with my power. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to come upon you and empower you to prosper and to succeed. So when he says, I'm going to bless thee, that's a very powerful declaration when he's giving man his blessing. Now, I remember years ago when we were young, 20s, we were pastoring a church. Brother Lester Summerall came to preach for us. And he said, I want to pray for everybody here before I go. And so we all line up, you know, we're so excited because he's such a powerful man of God, traveled all over the world and so many experienced so many things and just, you know, we reverenced his anointing, et cetera. So we saw, you know, line up and, and he goes down the line and all he says, all he says is be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. Be blessed. And I thought, that's all you got for me? (laughs) That's all? I mean, give me some more words, you know. (laughs) I want some more words, like prophetic anointing or something coming forth. Just be blessed. Everybody, you know, and I thought, that's ridiculous, you know. This isn't my stupid, immature mind that didn't know the scriptures. Because that's the most powerful thing he could have said to us, is be blessed. Be blessed of the Lord. Amen. Now I look back on that and I say, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> and I take that blessing. Amen. I received that blessing that uh, he had on his heart to pray for us that night. So he said, I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. So here we are empowered to empower others. We are to be a success to make others a success. In other words, there's something here that we've gotten that we need to pass on to others. And really, that's the most, that's the most fun of all. If you really get into this, it's, uh, is passing it on and seeing others blessed. Look at verse three. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That's us. Praise God, right? And so we see uh, the blessing of the Lord, how it was uh, wrought here, brought about in his life. And then if we just turn over to uh, chapter 13 and verse 2, chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says here, And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold, and it really upset God because he didn't think he should have all that. <laughs> no. He didn't think he would serve him if he had that much stuff. No, it doesn't say that, does it? The blessing actually brought the manifestation of abundant life for him. The, the Abram was very, doesn't even just say a little bit rich, does it? The Amplified says extremely rich. Now, this is the father of our faith. Now, you know, this wasn't the church that I was raised in right here. <laughs> the church that I was raised in thought it was very spiritual to be poor. Poverty was a sign of true love for God. Now, you don't you know the devil loves that? He doesn't want us to have anything, especially if we're going to be a blessing to other people. See, he wants to cut the blessing out. 
and he didn't want anybody to be blessed. So if he can keep you poor and you down and out and, you know, your life uh, sub whatever, uh, then uh, he can keep others around you the same way. So know that God is pleased when you prosper. Amen. The Bible says he is that he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. In other words, when you get some money, I'm just going to make it real plain here, okay? When you get some money, God smiles. He doesn't frown and go, oh, I wish they hadn't gotten that. Now they won't go to church. Now they won't serve me. There's people out there that are poor as dirt that won't come to church and won't serve him. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with money. Amen? You can be really poor and love money. You know, people say, well, the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, the scripture says that. But you don't have to be rich to love money. There are people that love money that don't have two dimes rubbed together. But that's all they're about. So we have, we yes, we have to watch our relationship with material things. We do. And we can't get so wrapped up in all in things all the time that we ignore our relationship with anybody, with our family, with our friends, with uh, even reaching out to others. And it's certainly not hindered, you know, let it hinder with God. R.W. Shambach said one time, he said, we have to keep light. So we'll go up in the rapture. <laughs> so don't get so heavy with things, you know. <laughs> so I understand all that. Amen. Hallelujah. But I do understand, too, that God wants to show forth his glory in our lives. And we read tonight during the offering that there are riches in glory. There are riches in glory. And when the glory of God comes upon you, there is a manifestation of success and prosperity in your life. It's just there. That's part of his glory. Amen. And um, so be open. I guess what I'm saying is God's pleased, God's happy. It makes him uh, really thrilled when we do well in our life. He's not disappointed. He's not uh, down and out about it. And to hear some people, you would think he is, but he's not. Amen? So we see here that Abram was very rich. Amplified says extremely rich. Now, he's the one that uh was uh the kind of example of the way that we were supposed to are supposed to live in fact in galatians it says abraham's blessings belong to us because of what he did amen so uh in fact let's look over there galatians chapter 3 i hadn't planned on doing this but i didn't give jerry any scriptures anyway so <laughs> Bless her heart. She keeps up with me so well. Uh, Scarlet, the 145 scripture preacher. (laughs) Galatians chapter 3. Let's look at verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing, the same blessing that God just blessed Abram with, That same blessing, the blessing of Abraham, might come on us, the Gentiles, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit 
through faith. So the blessing, whatever was on his life, has uh, through, Je- through Jesus Christ, has come on our life. So if Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and gold, get ready. Amen. <laughs> I don't know how many of you want cattle, but silver and gold would fit, right? <laughs> that would fit in your house. Maybe a cow on some people's property. But um, he was very rich. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Now that should make us happy, shouldn't it? Well, you know, it makes religion mad, but it makes true Christians happy that know the Lord and know that his love for us. So let's move on. Let's look at Genesis. Uh, well, did I read? Let me read verse six about uh, Abram here. Verse six. And, and, the hand, and the land was not able to bear them, Abram and, and all of his uh, flocks and herds and tents. Uh, so he and Lot were, you know, they were, they had so much blessing upon their life. The land was not able to, to bear that. And, um, their substance, look at verse six, for their substance was so great that they were running out of room. They could not dwell together. So there was a strife between the herdsmen. You know, there's always something going on in there. And then verse 8, uh, Abram said, let there be no strife between me and thee and the herd, herdsmen, you know, of yours and mine. So just, you know, pick out which land you want and I'll take whatever land you don't want. Now, that's pretty good because, you know, some land's better than other land. Well, Lot picked out the best land and he said, this is what I want. And Abram said, OK, have what you want and I will uh, take the other. Lot liked it because there was a lot of water. That makes sense, doesn't it? But Abram Abram said, okay, whatever. You take it. I'll be fine because of the blessing. When you're blessed, people can't curse you. You can't curse what God has blessed. It doesn't matter if people steal millions of dollars from you. It doesn't matter if somebody steals your car, your house. You're, you're, uh, living with how you make a living. If they fire you or persecute you or whatever you do, I'm telling you, it's like a ball that's full of air and you try to get it under, you know, people try to push it down under the water, push it. It's going to pop back up. Amen. It's going to fly back up because it's full of that air. And that's just like you are full of the blessing and people can't. They can't do it, and they'll they they might try. I don't know a few few people have tried that with me, but I just keep popping back up because the blessing of the Lord is on me, Amen. And thank God it's on you too. It's on you too. So whatever the devil tries to do to steal, kill, or destroy, he can't do it because you're blessed, Amen. You are blessed of the Lord Most High. Hallelujah. And so here Abram says, just do whatever you want to do and take it. In verse 14, and the Lord said to Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look to the place where thou art, the northward, southward, eastward, and westward, and all this land that you see, I will give it to you and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if any man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered now you know he didn't even have one son remember there was a big problem then with him and sarah they were old but they were barren as well so all of this blessing meant life it meant giving birth it meant lands and uh cattle and gold and 
favor and it, it said in the, the beginning here that we read, he will make your name great. So even the reputation, the, the, the uh, huge reputation that he would have as influence. See, God wants you influential. That's why he wants to make you great. That's why he wants, you know, we, we would say famous nowadays, famous preachers, famous people, famous, you know, whatever, because of the influence. Amen. And uh, it's interesting in the book of Acts how that there were people, uh, especially women, prominent and important women who got saved. And I, I thought, why would you write that in the word, you know, prominent and important women um, that had such an amazing part in the book of Acts? And it's because God wants their influence. Amen. He wants their influence. They reach so many people. Well, praise God, we can all do that. We can all reach the people around us. All right. So let's look over in Genesis chapter 14 and verse 18. And uh, you'll see involved in this. Now, we won't go into this uh, tonight, but we will cover it in this series um, about the tithe. Because the tithe is actually connected to the blessing as well. Amen. And that's why the devil hates the tithe. Oh, you start talking about the tithe. Well, just think about Cain, the first boy ever born on the earth, murdered his brother over the offering, over the tithe. So there you go. It can make people really mad. But it's because the devil doesn't want you blessed. And the tithe is in in, in with that blessing. So let's look at it in Genesis chapter 14. This is the first time in verse 18 that the tithe is mentioned in the Bible, although there are some type and shadows before then, one being the tree in the garden. Remember the tree that God said, don't eat of that tree. Well, that's really a symbol of the tithe because it's uh, holy unto the Lord. So we're not to partake of it. We're not supposed to go fix our hair, get our hair fixed with it or buy a new shirt or or go spend it at the... Disney World or whatever. Um, it's the Lord's. The Bible says the tithe is the Lord's. And he tells us to bring that 10%. Now, you know, really and truly, I, you know, we, we eat out some. And the other day I saw the tip. You know how they figure the tip because nobody can do math anymore. They figure the tip for you. <laughs> you can do 10%. Well, the other day it was like 25%. I said, well, are we going to do 25% tithe now? I mean, not tithe. Tip? Yeah, 25% tithe. <laughs> That's a new doctrine. Though. 25% tip? And we can't even bring 10% to the church? But we're going to tip, you know, and I'm all about tipping servers. I do. I used to serve tables, so I'm a big tipper. But I thought 25% and we can't even bring 10% to the Lord. Not even a dime off the dollar. We we hold it for ourselves, you know. Oh, Lord, help us. Amen. Help us. So anyway, we see in this scripture, this is the first mention besides, you know, some of the other that were pointing toward the tithe. He said, don't eat of that tree. That reminds you all, you, Adam and Eve, and that reminds you that this is all mine. Amen. The earth is the Lord's. It's not yours. You're to keep it. You're to 
to do your part, take dominion, you know, and all manage it. Other be be a good steward, be a good manager, be faithful, but it's not yours. And you know that because when somebody dies, what do they? They just they go home in their birthday suit if you don't put anything on them. They don't take anything with them. So the 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 tree was to to I think be a reminder, just like the tithe is. The tithe is my reminder. Nothing I have is mine. Everything I have is God's. And this tithe reminds me of that every time I give it to the Lord. Everything is yours, Lord. And this is a symbol of that. And I worship you with it. Okay, so Melchizedek, verse 18, king of Salem, brought forth the bread and the wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him, look at the word, blessed, amen, and said, blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And he reminded Abram of that God is the possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and gave, and he gave him tithes of all. He gave him tithes of the net amount. He gave him tithes of everything that he had left over, which wasn't much. No, he gave him tithes of all. You know, our hearts are supposed to be generous toward God, not stingy. Like, okay, I'm going to tithe one dollar and Fifteen cents. No, it's seventeen cents. You know, oh my gosh, y'all, round it up to two dollars, right? I mean, just bless the Lord in the tithe and get free. And and you know what Malachi says? Prove me now. Herewith saith the Lord of hosts: If I'll not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, there's not even room enough to receive it. So he tells us to prove him with the tithe. If you're not a tither, maybe you're watching and you don't tithe and you don't know too much it's too much about it. I encourage you just to try it. Test the Lord. Prove me, he said. And and say, okay, for the rest of the summer, I'm going to bring the tithe to the Lord. Wherever your local church is, bring it. Don't send it in. Bring it and worship the Lord and put it in your local church. And just see what God has in mind for you. I'm telling you, prove him, and he'll do amazing things in your life. All right? So he said, he brought him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my eyes hand unto the Lord, uh, the most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread even to a shoe latchet. And that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. He was just going to leave it up to God to make him rich. He wasn't even going to take that man's uh, goods. Isn't that interesting? How he would trust in the Lord and not the hand of man. Trust in the hand of God, not in the hand of man. And it's not, you know, I'm, I'm sitting up here preaching, but I'm telling you, I've had to walk this thing out too. Where, you know, the Lord said, all right, Scarlett, you're going to trust me? Are you going to trust me? And this is what I want you to do. And this is what I want you to give. And this is, and every time my flesh goes, no. <laughs> the other day somebody, uh, the Lord said, I want you to give somebody a thousand dollars. And so I've gone up to David. 
can I give these people a thousand dollars? You know, and David's so generous. Of course you can. You know, so we give you know this send it off in the mail to this particular people that that are wonderful and and uh, give them a thousand dollars. And so I mean, it wasn't two weeks later. We had a ministry contact us, and this is the truth, isn't it? And they said we need to have your address because we're sending you an offering. And um, we got excited. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and so we went to the mailbox, got the offer. It was $10,000. $10,000. Last week. Yeah, this is a recent testimony. <laughs> and so I, I just believe it pays to obey the Lord. But I'm telling you, your flesh will tell you, no, you don't need to do that. Y'all need this. You don't need to. You don't need to just throw money away. You know, the devil will tell you all that mess. He doesn't want you to be generous toward others. And he doesn't want the blessing operating in your life, the empowerment to prosper. So anyway, uh, let's get back to this. And then we'll, we'll go over one more scripture and then we'll be dismissed. Genesis chapter 17. Look, we're just in the first book. We haven't even gotten out of Genesis yet. And this is good, isn't it? Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 17. And uh, I like this one because it's about, uh, it's about a woman, Sarah. So look at Genesis chapter 17 verse 15. And God said to Abraham, as for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will what? Bless her and give thee a son also of her. Now, I thought for so many years, just the Lord just blessed the, the womb, you know, just which he did. He, that was part of the blessing. But it wasn't just having a son. It was the blessing of the Lord in every way coming upon her life. I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Praise the Lord. And we see, in, even in the New Testament, mentions of Sarah, and that we are Sarah's daughters. Now, that's also, I, I think, God is, again, trying to speak to women about this because there has been a lot of persecution through the years against women. And I think he was speaking of, it's not just Abraham I'm blessing. I'm blessing his wife, too. It wasn't like, well, Sarah, you know, you're you're Miss Abraham, so you just go along with him and the blessing will be in him. So you'll get some of the, you know, the coffee that spills over into the saucer gets a little bit, too. (laughs) It wasn't like that. It was like she's blessed. Amen. God doesn't leave women out of the blessing. So don't think that you're less blessed because you're a female. It's just not true. There is no difference in the Lord. Neither male nor female. Amen. The blessing is upon all who call upon his name. Praise the Lord. So we'll stop there and we'll continue next time. We've got uh, the whole Bible to cover. <laughs> Praise the Lord, but we won't put you to sleep tonight. Amen. But did you get anything out of it? Amen. God wants you blessed, empowered. In fact, you already are. You just operate in that blessing. And and start saying 
I am blessed. You know, we sing songs here. I am blessed. I am blessed. It's good to say that. I have a cousin and he's, he's not even our denomination. You know, he's not even our camp. And anytime I call him, I say, how are you doing? He said, I'm so blessed. Amen. I'm so blessed. And, uh, and he is that you can see that operating in his life. Praise the Lord. So start saying it and, uh, and you will be amazed. Father, I thank you for this time that we can look at your word and see who we are and see what you've done, especially that the blessing of Abraham has come upon us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we're so grateful. We're so glad that we can live with the blessing upon our life, no matter who does what to us to try to steal. We thank you. We're blessed. We thank you for it, Father. It's all because of you. It's nothing that we've done, but it's because of your grace and your love and your kindness. We thank you, Lord. So I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight and those who are struggling uh, financially. We, again, we ask for wisdom for them. We ask for understanding that they would see things like you see them. And operate and, and let your Holy Spirit guide and direct them with their finances. And we pray also uh, that they understand and know the blessing. That it is so powerful um, and favor upon their life in Jesus' name to meet every need. And even to do exceeding abundantly above anything that they could ask or think in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's sing that little song. I am blessed. Yeah. Rhonda, you want to come sing? A good, conf- good confession. Amen. Yes, it is. I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. Praise God. When I wake up in the morning, When I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am rest. Oh, I am rest. Every day that I live, I am rest. When I wake up in the morning, when I lay my head to rest, I am rest. I am rest. We are blessed. Hallelujah. Oh, we are blessed. Every day that we live, we are blessed. When we wake up in the morning, when we lay our heads to rest, we are blessed. We are blessed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. See you Sunday morning at 10. God bless you. We're dismissed.